0: Good and happy Friday to everybody. Welcome to Countermeasures. We're live on Anchor FM and Spotify and everywhere else around the world on the internet. This is Bruce Nixon and Greg Rath. Right? Right. Did I get that right? You got it right. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a week. I'm sorry. I have threw the beer I, you, I, please? Can I have seven of them? You can have as much as you want
1: after the show.
0: Waitress? <laughs> no. Anyway, we're here again on Friday. To introduce the idea that there are countermeasures to the craziness of culture. And, uh, you know, I don't know. All week long we get to have great conversations, and now today we get to regurgitate them. What do you say, you?
1: I say, let's have at it.
0: <laughs> well, you know, tonight's program is brought to you by a couple of great sponsors
1: LifeBoardCoffee.com, Seventh Street and Dunlap. Right. And
0: Oil T Fab. Steel Fabrication, 2301 West Broadway Road. No job too big or too small. If you have anything to do with steel, give them a call at 602-276-4841. And if you want a cup of coffee, 7th Street and Dunlap right next to Tony's Deli on the northwest corner of 7th Street and Dunlap. You like it there, don't you? Where? 7th Street and Dunlap. Yeah, that's why I love it. It's kind of a home away from home. A home away from home. You know what we haven't done in a while? What's that? I mean, we have the idea that we have the program, and I think weeks in, folks know about it, and we hope the audience is building and all that's great. But as a matter of reintroduction, Greg, you're a police officer, Phoenix PD, lieutenant, and you've been on the job for 27-plus years, right? That is correct. And you're born and raised in... Born and
1: raised in Phoenix. Right. uh, Mom and dad both are... uh, uh veterans of the uh veterans of the state right um yeah mom was a mom was a teacher for 35 years my dad owns a uh, the steel company OLT fab we talked about um small business owner been in the business for she's probably 50 55 years my brother runs a company now um so we've got a pretty good handle on Arizona Phoenix policies way of life you know
0: way it used to be way it is now you know we've got a pretty good perspective Right, a very unique perspective, given that people from everywhere else in the country tend to move here to, let's say, in the last 20 years, increase the population five, six-fold. About 5 million. Uh,
1: 1990, 2.2, 2.3 million. Now we're about 7, 7.5 million now.
0: That's pretty big, pretty fast.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I can't blame them. I mean, lots of golf, lots of uh, good weather, uh, except for today, 40% humidity. <laughs> Jesus.
0: <laughs> well, it's, it's non-soon season. Non soon, yeah. No rain, just Nonsense. a lot of just no rain. Just a lot of heat, a lot of humidity, and people. You know, it's the funniest thing not being from here. Now that I live here, people are like, oh, don't worry, it's a dry heat. Oh, That's I, a lie. I,
1: no, I. You know, wait. I mean, not. But yeah.
0: I tell you what, I'd much
1: rather have 110 degrees and zero percent humidity than 90 degrees and 50 percent humidity. Uh,
0: it, I can I can deal with as long as it's under 110. I can work in it. Uh, right, but you're born and raised here. Being not from here, like in the Midwest, I'll give you an example. In Omaha, Nebraska, you'd be on August 1st, you're going to be 105 and 98% humidity. Jesus. Miserable. Horrible. Right? And the only upshot is when the sun goes down, you get fireflies and Mosquitoes crickets. that can carry off small children. <laughs> Isn't that the state bird in Nebraska, the mosquito? <laughs> yeah. The pincushion. All right, so in our last episode, right, we talked about a lot of things last week. We really got into the heart of some critical issues. Talking about
1: education and some of the stuff that is being taught
0: in education that should be taught at
1: the family level, you know, from anywhere from, you know, religious stuff or anti-religious stuff to social stuff, uh, immigration, stuff, stuff that really... You know st- stuff that's important to the state st- and that's important to society and 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 but from a from an education standpoint it's way outside the three r's uh reading writing
0: arithmetic it really is and uh some of the things we talked about were so intense they were so detailed you would think that it was a master's level in in psychology
1: yeah i I recall you know pulling up the seventh grade and uh, the seventh grade syllabus, if you will or or talking points, and there was stuff in there that uh yeah I, I i could see you know if you're being a sophomore or you know junior in college, but you know I hate to say they're brainwashing, but it sure seems like
0: they're brainwashing um what's <clears throat> another way to think about that though indoctrination may be better than brainwashing
1: well, you know what I mean. And we're, we're getting, we're, we're, we're drilling down to use your uh, terminology. We're drilling down to exactly what we're talking about. You know, if you don't raise your children, the state's going to, and I, you know, and I'm not necessarily picking on anybody per se, and I'm sure it's innocent enough when they start, you know, Hey, if you're not feeding the kids, we've got to feed them. If we're not reading to the kids, I guess we're going to. If we're not loving the kids, I guess we got to love them. You know, holy cow, you know what? Uh, teenage pregnancy is going crazy. We need to hand out condoms, that kind of thing. I get where that comes from because we're not doing our jobs, you know. And if we would do our jobs and love your kid, read to them, take them out and have experiences with them. And it doesn't have to, you don't have to have a bunch of money to do that. But if go out and love your kids and, and take care of them and teach them and read to them, the state doesn't need to – the state doesn't have to do that. But it it's bastardized because there are people out there, your red-for-ed people, uh, people like that that have the agenda, that want to teach your kids from womb to tomb, from all-day kindergarten, all-day preschool, you know, I mean, free uh, free uh, education all the way through college. Somebody's still got to turn a wrench. Somebody's still got to dig a ditch. But so <sighs> – why do they why, why do we want to give all that free stuff away? Um, I agree that education creates enlightenment and thinking and, and the ability to communicate. I get that, but not to the point where I'm going to force feed my eighth grader, uh, sex ed, um, LGBTQYZ, whatever the hell it's called, all that kind of stuff. That is my business, that is not the state's business, that is not your business, that's my business and my wife's business. And if we don't take back control over that, you know, that base of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, if we don't take care of that base, somebody else is going to, and you're going to, you get what you pay for, or don't pay for, or don't, you know, involve, and you're not involved in. So
0: that that's that's what we're talking about. Yeah, and you bring up some very interesting dialogue here, because... On the foundational level, we're we're getting back to last week's program to recap here for you that the, the people in the education uh, really had their hands tied when it comes to what the agendas are for right. Uh, kids, right? Right. I mean, we get that, right? That there's a super agenda. There's a real top-down level. From whomever, I mean, and we don't even know who that whomever was, because ultimately what we're here to talk about today is the foundation of the republic, the foundation of the universe, the world, whatever you want to call it, is the human family.
1: You know, the other day, actually yesterday, we were talking to a couple, uh, I think it was names Dan and April, Those that old couple that came in, real nice couple. Right, right, down okay. from Prescott. Yeah. One of the things, you know, one of the things we were talking about, if you look at new houses now, look at the old houses, Look, look at the old houses. I grew up at uh you know I spend most of my time hanging out with my grandparents. My mom was finishing up school, my dad's working uh big yard, small house, no fence now it's big house, no yard, lots of fences. Where the hell are the kids? Why aren't they playing outside? You know feel well, Gordon of it is there aren't any kids well yeah. and that's a problem because they're either being babysit by the damn telephone or the television locked away inside the house. And mom and dad are more worried about doing whatever if there is mom and dad home or right. mixed family, whatever. Whatever. It is so, that. one of the things that was interesting, and we were laughing because Dan, who is who was a uh, he was a theology major, which I find very ironic. Went to seminary. Went yeah. to like a yeah, yeah. Bible college. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: Bible college. Yeah.
1: Real nice guy, and he talked about nobody sits on their front porch anymore. Nobody sits out and knows their neighbors. Do you know your neighbors, people out there that are listening to me? Do you know your neighbors? Do you know their names? You know, their phone numbers, you know, their cars. Do you know their kids? Are you letting them play in your front yard? Are you encouraging them to come over and play with your kids? Guess
0: what? That's how kids grow. That's the right way of kids growing. Well, let me ask you this Uh while you're on the subject. Are the now? I presume you've been in this house for a while. You know, some neighbors. Yeah. No, are there kids? Yeah, there's kids. All right. And Absolutely. They, they tended to play together a little bit all the time. In fact, the pre our previous house, you know,
1: the first thing I did was uh revamp this, you know, revamp this this old we bought this house, it was a rental for years and it was a, just a pile. But you got to see the forest through the trees. And so we re, redid it and did the uh, did the yard it had the greatest front yard in the whole neighborhood. And guess what? We encouraged all the kids to come play. Two things that happened. One, they got exercise. They they learned how to get along with each other and holy cow we had black white purple orange and red kids and nobody called each other names or anything like that because they're all playing together third of all i got to watch them i knew wherever they buddy was because they all played at my house so what are we talking about here we're talking about that foundation we're talking about kids and loving kids and giving them the foundation that they're supposed to be having not locking them away in their house not letting somebody not let you know, somebody babysit, you know, I remember for a very short period of time, Lisa was working and I was working and we had to do this nanny thing. And I tell you what, I felt so guilty having my daughter. And I tell you a funny story. Um, And I can't remember the gal's name. She was such a doll, but she was a Filipino lady, loved kids. When my daughter came home and was pronouncing stuff with a Filipino accent, I knew there was something wrong. Not that there was anything wrong with the Filipino lady. She loved my kids as much as I loved them. But to me, I felt guilty. I felt guilty. So we stuck it out in a little 1,400-square-foot house that I could pay for. We had used cars. We watched the air conditioning. We didn't have, you know, a bunch of bills. We paid cash for things, and we did without. And, you know, we didn't do without as in like we were poor, but we were smart about it, and guess what happened? Mom stayed home with the kids. And again, I'm not trying to be sexist or anything like that. Somebody stayed home with those kids and watched them, and taught them, and taught them the right things. I dare you to go have a conversation with Liam or Libby. They'll run you right through. They'll run you right through the roof and because just those for the kids. Record,
0: those are your adult children.
1: Those are my adult children. Yeah. Both are in college. One study in law. One study in uh, uh, psychology. Both graduated with highest honors, but I tell you what: I, was, I volunteered at their school. I went and ate lunch with them. Lisa did the same thing. We went on vacations together. We saved their money and did things with them. We took them to the zoo. We took them to you know, farms. We took them out and let them play with dogs. You know We, we made them go out and jump on a trampoline where well, they swung from a rope on the tree. Where do you see that? No, we just let them go and and babysit themselves.
0: And I think those times have passed. I've been raising children for 26 years, and my youngest daughter is 12, the oldest is 30. The in-between space here is really crazy when you think about just in that short amount of time where we've been able to release the Kraken of daddy internet, mommy internet, daddy-mommy government, all these things that have come together to form... This culture where really what you're talking about, and we just synthesize it, is the family as a unit is irreplaceable. It's the first foundation of culture, right? If we have that as our our mindset and we can build from here, like we, we've been talking about all week, it's the hub of the universe is the family, right? Now, sometimes families break. That's fine. But it's not. Irreparable to the respect, in the respect that there should be, in many respects, when there's kids involved, sometimes it's got to go down to a single mom or a single dad from death or divorce, but that's not ideal. What we're talking about is the best of the best. Being the first educators of children is mom and dad's responsibility. I want to read you something real quick. I'm going through this article,
1: and I encourage everybody to look at this article. It's by The Lab called Policing is Not Public Safety. And it's hitting on what we're talking about. Let me go to the back. I'm not going to go through a lot of it because it talks about race and stuff, and that's not what I'm talking about. But what I will tell you is – I'll read this. Um, It says, the effort to reclaim and redefine the influential rhetoric of public safety must – Make clear that collective safety is best improved not by policing in prisons, but by by building robust public systems of care. That is of economic security, environmental protections, labor rights and housing. What are we talking about? We're talking about. No, we're talking about what moms and dads should be doing and not the government. But that's what they're saying here. And I agree. I agree with the idea of policing is not public safety. I agree with it. I think there's a whole bunch of other stuff. Policing is one factor. But when they talk about this, and that's what they're teaching in schools. They're talking about economic security, environmental protections, labor rights, and housing. That's none of your business to teach my kids. That is absolute. This is
0: where the government is, though. Right. right? And this is what we're talking about. So if families don't wake up, right, and they don't start pushing back against the system, you're going to have this I don't want the village raising my children. But it's happening. It's It's bullshit. It's already happening. Right? We can't... The tidal wave has washed in. It's now... What do we do in the recovery? Right? Because for 30, 40, 50, 60... Let's count them. 70 years. This tsunami of bullshit has washed over our families. Right? Right. We've watched pornography, abortion, gay marriage, everything else destroy American culture... And one end at the same time, we've had the government say, "I'm going to replace you as nanny. I'm going to replace you as lover, husband, provider, right?" And yep. this is what the rhetoric. And I I don't want to go into Republican Democrat. Let's call it the leftist, the godless left. And I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it right there. Godless the, left. The godless, godless left wants the government to be all those things that mom and dad. Or look, let's face it. Even a great single mom can pull this off, or a great single dad. But it's not ideal. But mom and dad and kids are the foundation of the culture, and the government is seeking to supplant that. Well, That's all there is. Well, you know what? Why don't
1: we just abort them? Let's
0: well, just they've, abort already them. Said that. they've already said that. They already do that. Right? And at the heart of this issue that you're reading about in this policing is not public safety, I concur with you. Policing is not the totalitarian or the what's the word? It's escaping me. The totality of public safety. Kids should be taught from their parents to be pretty good people, right? And mm-hmm. when we talk right. about areas that need extra policing, what we hear is, and we just heard it in Portland. I think we brought this up in yeah, conversation. Portland signed an edict that we are not. they are not going to
1: enforce administrative stops. So that means administrative stop would be if i if i'm driving if i'm riding around in my patrol car and you have expired plates, broken taillight, headlight out,
0: windshield broken class. windshield
1: or stuff they're not going to be stopping those people. Right. Because somehow that somehow that inadvertently targets certain groups of people and it's racist. Well, I will tell you that's wrong. What that tells me is if if you go out and look at a vehicle, it, it, the thought is, is if I see a vehicle that's not taken very good care of, I wonder what that person doesn't take very good care of either. Maybe his driver's license, maybe his insurance, maybe the drugs that he uses because he can't pay for all that stuff and fix his car and do it legally because he's got drugs. Or maybe he can't get a job because he's a felon and maybe he's got warrants. That is a tool To talk to those people. That is not, that has absolutely nothing to do with race. And they make it about race, so we don't do that. And, you know, you can talk about the broken windows theory. It's easier to, uh, you know, it's easier to um, target smaller crimes,
0: and that helps prevent the bigger crimes. That's all true. Now, but you know, Congress is after this too for the last decade, saying that, you know, because the Department of Justice and Corrections. That the laws of the federal government, according to Congress, target black people because prisons were built for black people, right? I'm saying this is the rhetoric that we're hearing, right? You look at DOJ statistics year in and year out, and let's tie this up in a little bow because this has got to do with what parents need to teach their children. Did you, and I'll I'll tie it up this way, did you, Greg, teach your kids that if you're playing baseball in the street – and you hit the ball into the neighbor's window and break it, is it your fault or someone else's fault? Is it your kid's fault? Should your kid go over, apologize, and pay for a new window? Yes, of course. Okay, so that's simple enough, It's right? just responsibility. That's simple enough, right? Because you teach your kids responsibility, right. right? Right. If you take action and there is a negative reaction, then that's a consequence, right? You have Correct. To, Correct. You like to say... The natural consequence.
1: Natural consequences. I,
0: one time, when I was a kid, had uh, water rockets. You could pump them up with air, and they'd shoot, and Mm -hmm. it was really cool. One went through a neighbor's window. I didn't go run and hide. I went to the neighbor and said, hey, my rocket, I was like 12 years old. My rocket broke your window. I'm really sorry. And she's like, oh, okay. I went up and got my rocket out of her thing, and I I had a newspaper out, so I worked a few weeks and did the collections and paid her like $35 through a little pain window, Right. (laughs) But but that's something nowadays, that... Nowadays, nowadays, it's family. not... Well, no, nowadays, they're going to say, well, you know, it's...
1: Oh, it's it was an accident. It's not my, not my kid's fault. Or you looked at him wrong and he shot the... Well, because the, yeah. it was
0: an old white lady and the little black kid put the window out. Then we get into this nuance of it's not his fault because he's a little black kid. But this is... I'm, I'm just feeling like that's where we are, right? Because you think about violent crimes in America, who commits them. The numbers don't lie. I mean, it's hard to talk about because... The numbers have colors, and it's very difficult, right? And that's why Congress and all these people are like, "Well, you have to eliminate punishments." And now they're taking uh, the federal government is going to look at taking marijuana out as a federal crime. They're going to, yeah, I believe. Uh,
1: who was it? It was either. Clarence and I maybe it was Alito. I think it was Alito that no, talked. about it was about, Thomas. Was it Thomas said, that, it's that no says longer necessary. it's not necessary?
0: Because the states have already spoken.
1: Well, I will tell you that ninety, probably eighty-five percent of all the domestic violence I went on was alcohol related. I think there's a better argument to make alcohol
0: illegal again. Again, let's it America. Well,
1: you know what? I mean, I, 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 there's there's plenty of evidence. I mean, there's tons of evidence. I mean, w- there are so many domestic violence studies and. People involved and the color purple and all that kind of stuff with regards to domestic violence.
0: Right. What I'm getting at is though, just the issue is personal responsibility. Right. When you teach your kids, when families teach kids to take responsibility, that we hope carries off into adulthood. Right. Right. So if I've drunk too much and gotten a fight, it's my fault. It's not the alcohol's fault. If I smoke marijuana and commit a violent crime, it's not the marijuana's fault. It's my fault. Right. Or if I use a gun in commission of violence. It's not the gun's fault. It's my fault.
1: But we don't right. see that right now. No, we don't want... Nobody wants to be responsible for their actions. And that, I guess, is really what we're talking about. Exactly. And, and you know what? That's one of the major issues I've seen with people. On I don't know how many times where I've dealt with uh, delinquent children or incorrigible juveniles that mom and dad don't believe that their kids can do any wrong. And they want to be friends and not parents. And I don't know where that necessarily comes from. I I would imagine, you know, maybe they don't want to be a hypocrite. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to be mad at their kid for doing something that they did. Well, you know what? Lie to your kid. If you did drugs when you were a kid, when you were a kid, lie lie to your kids. It's okay. And then when they're adults and they're, you know, they've got a mature mind, not at age 16, not at age 14, but maybe age 21, 22, 23, when their reason is, then you can say, and then, then you can tell them. And then they're going to understand. And then they have the brain power to decipher. But if, if you tell a 14-year-old that you did dope and it's no big deal, well, what, do you ex- do what do you expect?
0: Right. And, and it's, it's beyond like just flat out lying because you cannot volunteer information. That's not the same as lying. But if you're asked about it, Hey, have you ever been convicted of a crime involving drugs or alcohol and my kid is like 13? I'm going to say, uh, no. It's not. It's none of their business. Right. That's not. That's got nothing to do with parenting. Right, but uh, getting back to the genesis of this, you're tuned into Countermeasures. I'm Bruce Dixon. He's Greg Rath. We're trying to get to the heart of this issue. Like, for all the listeners out there, hopefully everyone understands what we're trying to say here. At the at the beginning of this equation is mom, dad, kids, the family, right? Even if the family isn't mom, dad, and kids, whatever the family looks like, this is the heart of what will keep the culture from collapsing altogether. But it seemed, I don't know. I'm feeling rather hopeless about the culture. Well, how are you feeling about it? You know what?
1: It's interesting. I feel hopeless. And then all of a sudden I meet Dan and April or I meet, Uh, Tara and her son Caden or I meet just people in general and I get to sit down and talk to them and listen to quality people and I and what I I guess what I encourage people to do and one of the things that we did in church is be involved in small groups small groups help keep you accountable but it also helps you lean on on things and realize you're not in it alone and so when you sit down and you, and you meet these people and you meet um, people that are quality people that believe, and they may not believe exactly like you believe, but they're still quality people. They still love their kids. They still care about life. They care about working hard. They don't want to take something for nothing. You got to be involved with those people. I encourage you to do it through your church, but Jesus, go, go be involved. you know <laughs> Literally, it, but Jesus. Yes, <laughs> go be involved go go be involved in a group that does things that you believe in you know get your kids involved in scouts get your kids involved in sports get your kids involved in arts and i don't care what it is spend the time with the kids so they know that there's a here's the deal you know and i'm gonna go you know what i got no problem saying that i'm pro-life and i think abortion is an abomination you know if you don't want to have kids don't have kids
0: seriously well there's a million reasons but i mean there's a million ways well, not to my, have a child, but, right.
1: but my point is is kids are a blessing they did not choose to be here they did not choose to be here and if you treat a kid like shit and you treat that kid horribly shame on you that should be the that should be a capital crime that's I agree. I, if you if you want to if you want to fix gun violence if you want to fix the 40 percent increase in homicide rates in Arizona, the 100 percent rise in criminal and uh, uh, violent crime in some of these states, you can't. Th- you're right, police can't do it. But that's that's what happens. You come to the last. I mean, what happens if I, today? I went out on a on a neighbor dispute because one guy's mad at the other guy. So this guy parks. He parks one minute over the time limit, and they call up. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, you guys are children. Your kids are seeing this. This is the example. Stop acting like an asswipe, and grow up. Teach your children. Be there for your children. Set a good example. And that's what happens is all of a sudden the police are the catch-all. I'm telling you, right now, we're negative six police officers a month right now. Sooner or later, th- there are going to be things that we're not going to be able to do for you. You know, like when you call because you locked your kid in your car. Well, break the damn window. <laughs>
0: well, and I get it. I'm, I'm I understand. Only laughing because you're right. There's going to be a certain point at which you don't have time to do everything. When do we take care
1: of ourselves? When do we take care of ourselves? You're right. There is a mental illness crisis in this country. I don't know what causes it. Maybe dope. You know, some people will say, well, you know, if it's poverty
0: that causes that. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's this is exactly what I'm getting at. Where the godless left will tell you, Sir Greg, you're a white, racist, bigoted asshole carrying the white privilege card because you don't understand that it's poverty. You, have, you make, collectively, your wife X amount of money a year that's ten times more than the guy living on uh, you know 37th Avenue in Indian School, and that's not fair, Greg. That's just not fair, and we need to stop this disparity. So That's
1: not fair. It's not so fair. When, no, so no, no. They don't care.
0: So I know. So, so when I when I was uh, when I was
1: born, I was not planned, but my mom and dad did the right thing. You know. Yeah, my first bed was a sleeping bag on a concrete floor. Okay, but. You know, I didn't have two nickels when my wife and I got married. Shit, we didn't have two nickels. I and she inherited a car payment from me, and I inherited her, I inherited her uh, student loans. But you know what? We chose not to have children for four, three, four, five years until we established ourselves. You know, I could have. You know, and that's the that's it's a you need to make a conscientious decision, people. life is not willy nilly. You can't live life like that. If you live life like that, you're going to get this policing nonsense that policing is not public safety. You're right. You, we could triple the amount of cops out there and occupy neighborhoods and scare people into not committing crimes.
0: But it's still not going to change their hearts. Right. Which is the genesis of the conversation. That we're imploring people, let's all band together and look at the heart of what makes culture work. Mom, dad, kid single mom, single dad, whatever it needs to be. But parent and child need to make a conscientious decision from early on to teach character, right, and teach the things that we all look back to in Americana and go, wow, these were the good old days, right? And you
1: can't teach character. you got to live it. Well, we're, you you've got to I mean. live it by Set example. an example.
0: You know, all these things. Well, that's are, what
1: the government's doing. See, we even say it ourselves, Oh, we're going to get in. We're going to teach character. We're going to teach kids how to not bully. That is, none of the damn, that is none of the school's business. That is my job to teach my kid not to bully your but kid. But clearly
0: you haven't done the job, sir. The argument on the godless left is that you and people like you have not done their job. Actually, that no one, and this is the embarrassing part. You, sir, mighty whitey, have done your job. Okay? You have done your job. But because you're mighty whitey, it's totally unfair, and everyone else they just can't do the job, so the government needs to do the job for them and I've said this to you before i would if I were a minority of any stripe, I would say like, excuse me, sir, this is clearly uh upside down and inside out because are you literally the federal government and state governments literally telling minorities and people of other colors than white? which is a fallacy, by the way. Let me set the record straight. Nobody takes more assistance from the federal government or state governments than single white women. That's just a hardcore statistical fact. So let's lay the race aside, okay? You know that, right? That there is no other class of people taking more assistance than single white women with kids. Okay. You know, it would be interesting if
1: we weren't abusing that system or the government was abusing, how much more money could be
0: spent on people that legitimately need that? Well, let's flip that right back to a just society could have safety nets. That's what we used to say. Well, you, you remember, remember nothing, that? 100 there's years ago we said nothing, me, wrong, but you net. know what?
1: You, you you remember before income tax, who took care of the indigent?
0: Right, the, the church, churches and the, the, the church nonprofits.
1: and the community. And you know what happened? Here's <laughs> the best part. Here's here's what happens. People had
0: pride. It was embarrassing to have somebody take care of me. But most Christian groups and nonprofits took it upon themselves seriously, to help people without the government saying we're going to do and it And I also. would bet that for every nickel
1: that's given to a church, probably 4.8 cents out of that 5 cents actually gets back to the people that need it. Not the trickle-down
0: effect. A dollar goes into the federal government, 65 cents. Like the embarrassment cents. of the American Red Cross right. a few years ago. Remember uh-huh. they were spending 85% of the... 85 cents on the dollar went to pay the Elizabeth Dole and her... right. Cronies. <laughs> right. But right, but but again, my dad, this is going to be a funny story god rest his soul, but he was a member of the Vincentian Society of Saint Vincent de Paul for 65 plus years. Right, and Saint Vincent de Paul, the society's been taking care of poor, pe- poor people for ever. And they did a very good job. And uh this is going to make you laugh. The they called him the apostle in the top hat. And uh how it all started was in France this poor lowly old brother said, "Hey, to all the poor people living in the streets in France, what's your number one problem?" You know what they told him? Hmm. "We're cold." Or we're what? "We're cold." So he started the Saint Vincent de Paul society by collecting firewood for poor people. He went to all the rich people and all their properties and said, "Please give me firewood and we'll build fires in the streets to keep people warm." And that was in the 18th century. So fast forward several hundred years, the uh, St. Vincent de Paul Society does a lot of good. A lot of people know it for the soup kitchens, but they have uh, thrift stores and other things, right? Well, in San Francisco, the St. Vincent de Paul Society had a great center, this great outreach for poor people and privately, and they had an administrator say to them, well, if you uh, want, the government will give you a $25 million grant. What does the government want in exchange? Can't teach the gospel. So you can be a Christian charity to give people stuff that they need, but you can't also teach the gospel. So this is the government saying, well, hey, we're happy to give you all this money, but you can't actually teach the truth about what you believe. As a, for instance, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I get it.
0: I get it. I get okay. it. Okay. Excellent It is uh, Countermeasures, if you're tuned in to Anchor FM. We are brought to you by Lipo Coffee and OLT Fabrication. We're on the road to trying to discover great ways for family to help teach kids so that the government doesn't continue to be nanny and husband and teacher to all. But I don't know. Is there a road out of that?
1: Well, if we're starting here... We we put our money where our mouth is. We're volunteering our time. We're not getting paid for what we're doing. Um, we're uh, we're talking to people hopefully that are listening. And you know, look in the mirror sometimes. Sometimes you got to look in the mirror. Sometimes it's not nice to look in the mirror and say, hey, you know what? Maybe I need to make some changes. Uh, maybe I need to maybe I need to love my kids. Maybe I need to spend a little extra time going out and playing video games or going swimming or. Playing with the remote control cars or something like that, you know. Maybe maybe we should be doing that kind of thing instead of uh, you know worrying about ourselves as much, because
0: frankly, it's just selfish. But aren't kids, Greg, happier playing on a cell phone or a computer? Well, you know what? Uh, I would beg to differ. Uh, I've I've gone out. I've taken
1: kids that have um, not gone camping or not gone fishing and or whatever. Uh, you know, and expose them to some of these things that, in my mind, are way more wholesome than sitting on TikTok and watching some yo-yo dance. Uh, you right,
0: know. but again, you, you're rich, you're mighty. Why do you have access to all you know these what? things? I tell
1: you what, I was not rich growing up. My dad was a steel worker. My mom stayed home, and we had. I we didn't have air in Our cars, uh, they were used. My dad worked on them all the time. But I tell you what, he was a president of the Little League. We, uh, you know, uh, we went camping. Um, we didn't go. I, I think I had two vacations that ever went out of the state. So, you know what? I don't want to hear any excuses. No, but that's, hear, what's, that's what's well, going to be but, thrown but, back but, at your face, Absolutely. Right? But they, I
0: know that there's got to be hundreds, if not a thousand different outreaches in the state that would take, quote unquote, disadvantaged children to camp. It or, ha- there's all kinds of stuff. You know what I mean? There's all kinds of stuff. Uh, I bet
1: you if you go over to church, mm-hmm. right? That's I a, bet you if you go over to church, that's you, you can't say church in the modern era. I'm sorry, we can't say church. No, you can't. If we go over to a non secular building, yes, you know, or whatever, where we won't. Where we where won't, we may
0: we, or may we, not talk about God, depending on you know. Is that G A W D? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. What's
1: up, God? No, nah, you know what? Yeah. I tell you, we—I belong to—I belong to. Uh, I belong to uh, um, uh, it used to be New Life. Now it's uh, God. I can't even remember. The, I'm drawing a blank on my church. But you know what's cool? We go to the uh, we go to the 10:30 uh, mass. That's where the uh, the younger people like to did, sleep. Did you in. say you go to
0: mass? Did I say mass?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't go to mass.
0: But I was cool. I was like, yeah. wow, you crossed the Tiber. You're, you're home already, and everything's cool.
1: Catholics are godless heathens. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're here yeah. for
0: your children. <laughs> Bring me your children.
1: But you know what was cool? <laughs> the, my, my church is it's a non-denominational, fundamental Christian, born-again Christian. Um, and uh, God. It, it's 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 a really cool place. You know why? Because everybody's welcome. There are all kinds of people, and at the, 10 30, at the ten thirty session, you know, the old people come to this, you know, to the eight thirty ones.
0: They they like to get up early, they, well, because they have to get to the buffet. Before right, nine. the buffet yeah, It's know, cheaper. Yeah.
1: Then all the uh, the tattooed, the, if, if you would love, I love it because the one the music is great. Two, everybody's tattooed. They got bolts and shit all over their ears and their noses and stuff like that. But, but they love them some uh, Jesus. They do, and you know what. The, afterwards they are the nicest people you know and they don't try to run you over in the parking lot they, uh, only if you mess with their harley you know um, but we've got so many there's so much that they do and there's so many associations so many things so many small groups you know i was part of a small group that did four-wheel drive stuff i was part of a small group that went out and went shooting uh there's all kinds of stuff out there and you know what we didn't sit around and thump each other in the head with the Bible, but we all believe in the same thing. And guess what? We got to, we we talked about problems in our families and unbelievable. Did you know Christians have problems with money? Do you know how Christians have problems with infidelity? Do you know Christians have problems? They do. But you know, what was cool was is we held each other accountable and we talked about it and unbelievable, you know, it, it, they everybody's got the same problems you know when you're sitting in church and 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 i, and I don't I, I haven't been to a Catholic church, so I don't know what goes on in a Catholic church, but in my church it's it's a lot of story time and it's relating stories and every time i'm sitting in the front front seat my my minister looks down and, and it's like he's talking to me and I'm like, "What well, is he reading? my mind no, you know what he's doing he He realizes everybody's got the same damn problems right. everybody's got Poverty issues. Everybody's got sickness issues. And you know what's better? What's great about that is you're all you're in it together.
0: That's the cool part. You're in it together. Well, it kind of brings us back to the, the heart of what we had talked about over the course of the last several days before today's live broadcast was America, for all its faults and failings, the United States, which, by the way, today is the 2nd of July, 2021 the actual anniversary of our independence because it happened. The Lee's resolution was passed on this day, July 2nd, 1776, but they couldn't find everybody to sign it all until July 4th. So anyway, happy independence day, a little bit early. Um, There's a lot of things. If you look at the signers of the constitution, most had a Christian background. There was Charles Carroll, the Catholic last, the only guy that was, but from Maryland, but the point I'm making is we all kind of decided when we read the Declaration of Independence that over the next, let me count the years, 13 years to form the Constitution, that it would be in the light of this that all rights were deigned unalienable because of a divine creator, right? That our rights are granted by God and protected by said, is that the G- government. is that g-a-w-d or g-o-d well in their day it was just g-o-d but you know it's interesting that brings well, you, up you that, feel what i'm saying here well
1: and i tell but you this what, is the foundation and, and you hits on something that's super important i challenge you to go find another constitution in anywhere else in the world that rights are given to you by god i'm pretty sure they we are only the only one and interestingly enough I'll tell you about a – here's a great story about inalienable rights. Years ago, the, uh, the Saudi Arabian Police Department, uh, the king, king, kingdom of Saudi Arabia, decided that they wanted to send their upper echelon uh, police officers, commanders and lieutenants and that sort of thing, through a Western-style um, uh, police academy. And everybody knows they got more money than you-know-what – And they could go anywhere they want. So you know where they chose? They chose the Phoenix Police Academy. Well, it's because it's hot and dirty desert, just like their house, right? (laughs) I mean, they were used to it. Right. Uh, But they paid an ungodly amount of money. They went through the academy, and they actually came out and rode with our field training officers. And I rode with one one night, and uh, we were talking after work one time, and it was really tough to understand him he, he was barely he barely spoke english but enough to where we were able to communicate and i don't remember the guy's name but we were talking i go you know I'm, I'm i'm just talking to him i go hey how do you like our country oh and he was politically correct and he's ah, i love it i love you know it's a great country blah 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 and i go come on dude you know i'm working in a in a rough neighborhood tell me really what you think one cop to another you know and he goes you know you have a really good country you got lots of freedoms you can come and go as you please you do a lot of things he goes but he goes, you arrested three people tonight. He goes, I won't arrest three people in a year or I won't arrest three people. You know, you took four reports. I'll take four reports in a month. You took guns off a bunch of people. We don't do that. And uh, he goes, uh, you know, he goes, that's the difference. And I go, so I asked him the loaded question. I asked him, I go, you know, why the disparity? Why Why is your country perce- perceivably more safe than mine he goes you wrote a constitution he goes you, you, you even though sometimes we don't feel like we have the power over our government we really do and he goes he goes greg he goes i don't need a search warrant to go in your house he goes if i need to go in your house i go in your house if i need to go in your pockets i go in your pockets and if you don't let me go in your pockets i arrest you simple as that and i go and so it was very interesting And um, I I, I think about that. I tell that story to young police officers uh, because you got to understand how important that is. We don't teach civics. We don't teach inalienable rights anymore. We don't teach that these rights are in stone from God. That's where these rights came from. Right,
0: because the the left is godless. Right. You can call them any form of ism you want, but they're godless first and foremost. Right, because... Once God is from the equation, then the state can supplant God. And frankly, there's nothing you can do about it. I feel like that's where we are well, you in know, the midst of this tumultuous time.
1: So then what you do is you throw money at it, whether it's police officers or social programs or EBT well, or whatever the hell you throw at it. The
0: flavor du jour, the flavor of the month is no cops because let's face it, Greg, you guys, cops are bad. You just right. you hate people of color you only have one thing on your mind you really your only job in life is to make everyone else's life miserable unless you're white we know that and that's the flavor of the month and it's unfortunate but that is what you see all around the country well and it's indisputable right there's places all over the country defunding police that for that reason right you can't there's no argument there but on the other hand the state has to do more money for I don't know, um, EWIC. They have to do money for education. They want now the current proposal is universal income for every taxpayer through 2025 and free community college. And if you owe money to um, what's the thing I'm trying to think of uh, student loans, that's going to be forgiven up to a certain amount. Right. Right.
1: That's well, that's what I'm saying. Well, that's well, that this is the priority. Well,
0: and and
1: and, and it's and it's it's more devious than that. If I can get you on the public dole, you're going to vote for me. Why would you vote against me and vote for somebody that would take that stuff away? That's the ploy.
0: And but but you're. It is the pinpoint of the conversation in this regard that you are absolutely right from their mouths it is your money that we Republicans are trying to take away. It is your voting rights when we want to commit fraud and let anybody and their uncle vote. It's only the you guys, you mighty whities that are trying to take voting rights away, trying to steal money from the public sector that's your money. Hell, I saw a little ad on Facebook. Uh, I'm scrolling the other day promoting coffee. A guy pops up and goes, do you have a disability? And I'm thinking, well, yeah, I, I broke my back in the 90s. Why? Well, the federal government owes you thirty one hundred dollars a month. Click here to get your money now. This is their mentality, right? Right, right. Well, it's yeah. it's hard to argue against it. I'm just saying.
1: I yeah no I I, I agree with you. I, I think that's I think that's the ploy. Um, I. I don't understand. I guess I, I understand where some of it comes from and I and I guess some of it is innocence enough. I mean there are people that are out there that truly need help and maybe don't get help. And But who's in charge of helping
0: them? That's did, the did, that, did, did Jesus Christ Almighty take the coin from Matthew and say whose image is on this? Did he say, render unto Caesar who what is Caesar's and give him the coin so he can feed the poor? Or did he go to the mountain and give the beatitudes and say, feed the hungry, clothe the naked home. How's the homeless to us personally? Well,
1: yeah, well, you're supposed to do that at your a job,
0: lo- my job, or is it the government's job? No, it's our job. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's an easy question. But that's a Christian idea. Stop it. Right. So if, if the government is the new God almighty, then I guess we just let them do it.
1: Well, that's where we're at right now. That's where we're at, and it's kind of you know it's almost overwhelming. I mean, where do you start? Again, you, you and we're circling back again, and you know, back to that family, back to small groups, back being involved in your church, back being around being around people that are like minded,
0: trying to pull people into the fold. Um, but you hit, I think you hit on this a while ago, and I'll I'll bring it up so we can wrap up the program because the ultimate point of this program. Was to encourage families to be families, whatever that looks like, you know, not casting aspersions, be a part of any group you can, particularly church groups, because even though when this is the insidious part, that the media by and large, 99.9%, what you see on the Internet, what you see on apps, what you see on phones, whatever is bullshit. It's a gaslighting of biblical proportions. Like it's not the true people because You uh, have lived here your whole life. You've had contact with uh, thousands of great people across the years. Absolutely. At our little coffee shop, this little destination, we have encountered over the years, and you for the last nearly two years, wonderful people from all walks of life Yep. who, when you ask them, how's your day? What's new and exciting? Come have a coffee with me. What do you think about this? Maybe they heard something on the internet. Maybe somebody else is having a conversation. Guess what? I'd say a hundred percent, almost a hundred percent, are like-minded. Believe in God. Believe in the family. Believe in what was once our republic you know, and want it back. Would uh, w- you say that's true? You know what? I'll 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 I'll, I'll,
1: I'll illustrate it. I think, in, in my opinion, I go. You, so you got this scale. You know, you got. You got far left and far right, and so you got 100% of the people. I would say 10% of your far right and 10% of your far left, or call them wackos, call them whatever you want. But I would tell you, in my opinion, and you're talking about that 80% of the people, 80% of the rest of the people are probably just left or just right of center. And those people, we all have the same problems, whether it's money, whether it's family, whether it's sickness, whether... And they're all about the same. They're all probably in the same boat. And if you if we could get that eighty percent to come together through what we're talking about, we could we could you know take them by storm. And I don't know. Does that come in a, in, a, in the form of a third party? I
0: I don't know. It, it, it's definitely grassroots. You know, we've seen grassroots. No, stuff I think that's work. a really valid question. What's the what's the alternative to what we have? Because when you nut it down and synthesize it into this question that you're asking. And I think you can fold it into this one question. Do you, sir, believe it's the federal government's responsibility to take care of everybody, the state's government to take care of everybody? Or is it my responsibility to take care of my family and to help my neighbor as I am able to? I think that's the only question really there is the answer.
1: And well, if, if and I we think
0: if we can get that 80% of the people to answer the question, then maybe we can have an idea of how to how to how do we bottle that? I guess is the question.
1: Well, that's yeah, that's the million dollar question right there,
0: right? It because, is, but that is that I think that is what we're saying, right? Yep, absolutely. And at, at, at tonight's level, you know, for this program, we're trying to say it starts with God and family, yes, whatever the family looks like. Yes. I think you did a great job exploring those many variants of how things work in the church environment. And I think schools are just, most teachers are helpless against the, the tsunami of bullshit that the administration wants to push down. Without a doubt. Right. Without a doubt. And I,
1: yeah, I can tell you my mom was a, uh, is a pretty staunch Republican <coughs> and she, you know, she was scared to even talk about any type of a you, you know, you're you at the water cooler and, uh, you know you can't you can't have a discussion because you're going to be ostracized by the uh, the powers to be because you have beliefs that are opposite of what they're trying to preach
0: right so I mean, I mean how how
1: you know how do you how do you reconcile that how do you get how is that overcomable you know uh, you know i worry about doing this podcast i worry about the city of phoenix coming back <laughs> and saying hey you know you're 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 going against the grain you know, and how, how can you be a police officer and not believe in critical race theory and this, that, and the other thing? And I and I, I don't even want to get into that, you know.
0: But certainly it is a concern. Sure. Right. And but, we understand that. But here we are in the bunker doing it nevertheless. Amen. They can take this podcast from my cold, dead hands. I got two guns, one for each of you. One for each of you. <laughs> No, but you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. I think that's where we are. We have this little weekly day together. Hopefully, folks are enjoying it. I think we're getting at really good stuff.
1: What do you want to talk about next week?
0: Well, I'd like to talk about my nails. and No, I don't know. You we're know, I, we, I think... Um, we're in the week of independence. I think we really ought to talk about... I like it. Let's, I used to carry this everywhere. It's kind of laughable, if you think about it. But I have a laptop bag. I've had it for, I don't know, thirty years. I, I have a little pocket Constitution because people would say, talk some smack, and I'd be like, "Bam! Here's the Constitution, bitch!"
1: Slap him right across the face with right.
0: it. Right, but I, I mean, sometimes people are like, "Well, I think it might be in the Constitution. I'm not quite sure." They and I'm guilty of saying things that may or may not be true, unless you. We all have Google now, but I I don't trust Google anymore because now they have. You sir have crossed into an extremist. Have you seen that popping up? Oh, late? yeah. Yeah. You can't look at anything yet. But they're gatekeepers now. So oh, yeah. So my little pocket constitution where we can actually, I don't know, wouldn't it be fun in this week of our independence to actually read what was the birth of that? And have you ever read it? Yeah, yeah. I've read it. But I mean, we've all but, read it. You know, that would be
1: parts, kind of cool. We could go through the
0: Constitution or we could go through the Bill of Rights. Right, could, because yeah. it's, many of those things are under assault. You know, and my brother and I, who you know, but the listeners don't know, my brother is a peepee head. That's a nice thing to say. But his argument is, well, the founders and framers would have never envisioned the Second Amendment protecting anything other than an organized militia.
1: Well, that's horse shit. Oh. That's absolute horse shit. Well, because but it I says won't... militia.
0: But. It says militia, right? I, well, and I tell
1: you what. Here's the interesting part. Yeah. There's two sides to the Second Amendment Issue, I totally agree. You should be able to have guns, carry guns, all that kind of stuff. But then there's the idiots out there that are idiots and make us look bad. And so if you're not going to be responsible, they're going to come take, they're going to paint with a broad brush to the lowest common denominator. That's what our government does. That's what, that's how they make laws. And you kind
0: of have to, right? Well, because you can't start at the top. You can't. Start, you can't start at the numerator. No, it's easier. To to it, no, it's
1: easier. It's easier to say no. Nobody can own guns instead of going out and prosecuting the people that do it.
0: I, I think we have to like go that into Sand the whole Bill d- of Rights and talk about Joe Biden and his asinine comment that your AR-15 can't stand up to my F-15, and by the way, you don't have nukes. I mean, That's- did that frighten you? I mean, no, he's that, such an no, idiot. But... Actually, no, that did not frighten me. That guy's a buffoon. But um, can you imagine a president here's, saying that here's about what people does, like Here's us? what
1: does frighten me. What well, was the mayor of San Jose that's going to, that because of the gun violence, they're going to, you have to, if you want to own a gun, you have to have an insurance policy now. You have to pay certain fees and that sort of thing. And that is on the back of the people that buy them
0: legally. Diana what? Warwick would be really bad. Right now, do you know the way to San Jose? I mean, I didn't want to go there. I didn't know anything about that. So let's do the Bill of Rights. Let's let's celebrate our freedom while we still have it. Next week on Countermeasures, we'll dig in. For tonight, we've had a good run. I thought, you know, really, just to recap, I thought you did a really great job of getting into the heart of the family and education and the whole point of how Christian churches play such an important part. Now, let's just say this for the record. You may not be Christian. What we mean is maybe you're some other faith group, maybe you're not a faith group, but an organized group of people of character and goodwill cannot hurt, and that's what we mean. Absolutely. Right? I mean I'd like everybody to be a Christian. I'm sure. not gonna lie, but But you know what I know you're not.
1: not. I know plenty of atheists that love and raise their kids with just fine. They may not enter the kingdom and that's between them and their God or their whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the fact still remains is they're still loving, caring people. And they love Which is their at children. That's the heart of it all.
0: That's the heart of it. All right. Well, thanks. Thank you. No, thank no, you. No, thank you. No, no. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Good night, everybody. Tune in to Anchor FM and Spotify and come see us at Lipo Coffee. You can visit both uh, Greg and myself, Bruce, any day of the week, typically uh, you know, before noon. Other than that, good night and God bless. Good night. Good night. Goodbye.